Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Brook with Mark Schultz, North Star Commodity. We did see mostly lower prices in the livestock, with the exception of some of the deferred hogs. We ended mixed in the grain trade, corn and soybeans trending lower, Mark. And let's talk about soybeans. You know, was that all funds selling here? It seems like every uptick we get, the funds just come in and slam that market. Yeah, that has been the pattern. We've had uh, technical key reversals up uh, last week on a Tuesday and went absolutely nowhere. And now we poke back down to the lows. And again, we we went back to these lows that were posted last, I believe it was last Tuesday at 11.79 on the March beans, went down to 11.79 and a quarter, 11.79 and a half, at least held, at least came off of that. But I would tell you that if we start closing below those levels, 11.79, I would say the next downside target on beans might be another buck to a buck and a half lower after that, there's not much in between that stops it once you start getting below those levels. So uh, that's pretty key right now. We've been doing a lot of downward slide here for the last 13, 14, 15 weeks on this market. We're definitely in oversold territory, not only for the beans, but also for the corn. But right now, the funds are on the short side. The funds are oh, winning yeah. the battle. Yeah. So you think that 1145 and three quarters contract low in the soybeans is going to get taken out? feels that way to me. Is I think it? nothing has changed my mind for what we, when we've been talking even month, two months ago, that you would have to have at minimum, uh, you've got to be at least 150 million metric tons or lower on the Brazilian bean crop to even give you a glimmer of hope that we're going to go higher. We're not going to win the battle on demand. That's just not going to happen. The Brazil right. and the Argentine farmers are going to offer beans and they'll eventually offer corn out cheaper than the U.S. can regardless of where our price is at. Yeah, and in fact, there were some rumors today about China cancellations of U.S. corn switching over to Argentina, right? Uh, yeah, looking at soybeans uh, potential, that they bought some beans that they may uh, eventually cancel out on some U.S. beans. It would make some logical sense that they could do that. I don't know that they would. It doesn't really make much difference whether they do or they don't, quite frankly. Uh, might give you a bearish tone, but regardless, it's already bearish. Uh, so I don't think that's a major factor. I just think it's something that you talk about in the big scheme of things. We It's an increase of acreage in South America that has taken place over the last six to seven years and they've been at a rapid pace. And therefore, then to plant more, you have to have a, a poor crop condition someplace around the world and we're just not getting enough of a crop problem. Even if we stay right where we're at, uh, at 140 or 150 million metric tons, we're still gonna have roughly coming out of South America, 800 million bushels more than we did a year ago. So on that theme, we did have corn making new contract lows today. So was it because we have had this past planting pace here on this second crop Safrina corn in Brazil? That certainly is what I'm concerned about, is that the bean harvest has been going along at a pretty fast pace. Bean yields, quite frankly, we're being told, still are not uh, up to par. They're still running below expectations. Now, they, everybody's anticipation is that the later beans will do better. We shall see. But what is a little bit disturbing is that all of a sudden we are harvesting these beans at a much faster pace, which is allowing the Safinia corn to get planted or more of the corn acreage to get planted in the optimum window or time frame. They'd like to have most of this corn done by the last week of February or the first of March, uh, get in the ground. That gives them the optimum opportunity to at least get some good yields. If it doesn't, you run the risk that eventually the dry season comes in. 
Now, if you could potentially end the wet season early, but you won't know that until probably late March, April time period at the earliest. Yeah. And corn probably got drugged down a little bit by the soybean market today, but let's talk technicals. New lows for the move in soybeans. Like I said, new contract low in corn. Where do we find support in those markets now in the charts? Well, on the corn, uh, probably in the big picture, down to $4.10 a bushel. Uh, things that you'd want to look at that could turn the market and give you something more optimistic, because the funds are carrying about a 1.35, maybe a 1.4 billion bushel short position. That's a big position to be short. Uh, if on the top side, I would say I'm watching the December corn. If we start getting above 482 to 483, closing at least you'd start closing above four week highs which means anybody who tried the short side in the last month didn't make any money that would be the scenario you need something to get the funds on the nervous side to get short right. coverage we saw that happen in the hog market got to see something like that take place in the grain complex so soybeans 11.45 and three quarters the contract low from i think last june does that hold I don't feel very optimistic about that holding. And the reason I still say that is the meal market, again, is down uh, testing some uh, major support and near contract lows once again. Uh, again, Brazil's offering meal, $30, $40 a ton cheaper than US. Argentina, by April, will start offering meal even cheaper than that. So yes. our window of opportunity has closed and therefore we have to live off of weather problems from here on out because we're at a stronger dollar versus their currency and, and the argentine new president uh devalued their currency even further which makes it even a greater buying opportunity for uh, other countries to step in and buy grain from argentina true so the wheat market we had a nice little reversal there and some short covering was that all it was and why is the wheat market holding up better than corn and beans at this point that's a good question um the wheat market is not the export business hasn't been bad it's it, well, it's forecasted to be bad and it's spread about as bad as it needs to be to be bad uh i think the one thing here, the wheat, uh, I, I, if there's anything interesting about it, I would say uh, looking overseas, you've got some warm, you've got warm temperatures in a lot of places around the globe right now. Not a major problem at this juncture, but the wheat crop for most of the vast majority in Europe is already out of dormancy. That's 30 days ahead of normal. What most of these guys are looking at in the wheat crop, and especially down here, even in the U.S. and the southern uh, tier states, they're more concerned that the wheat crop is advancing quickly, coming out of dormancy. Their fear isn't about getting cold or a freeze anytime uh, in the next 15 to 20 days. They're more worried about something that could come in late, mid to late March or early April. We've seen that happen a few times, and that's where you know, when the temperatures get down even to 19 or 20 could do the damage because the wheat came out of dormancy so much earlier than normal. Yeah, well, let's hope we can build on these reversals. I think even in Minneapolis, it was a key reversal after we made a new contract low there. Cattle market. So we set back here today. Was that just some profit taking here ahead of maybe some cash direction? Yeah, I think here on the on the cattle, it, it was a big move up yesterday. Really couldn't see what the justification was for the move to the upside. Regardless, it's gone up. Now, 
I still think it probably has another maybe two or three dollars up. I'm kind of looking for the April cattle maybe to go to 188, possibly to 190 uh, in here. But here's the thing: you've got the cash market 177, 179 last week. You're trading a 182, 183 area on the February cap. You better have you better have cash cattle make a 180, 181 presence this week or higher, or you're in a futures that are simply too high and are going to get pulled back a little bit. So. To me, the cart got in front of the horse just a little bit too soon here for the cattle. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what about the hog market? We had a nice pullback here, a pretty big pullback here. Um, so today, the nearby contracts tried to rally. We weren't able to hold that. You know, Do you think that this market is put in an intermediate top and why the turn here today off those highs? The hog market's had a very enjoyable run up in a short period of time. Now we ran, what, $14 on April hog futures in about 16, 17 trading days. That's a big move in a short period of time, any way you cut it. You posted monthly key, uh, key reversals up in the April, May, and June hog contracts. So technically, it looks very good longer term. So I still think potentially the lows have been in. What we did do is we went up pretty high. It got up to 90, uh, 90 cents on the pork cutout. And a lot of that was due to the fact that the belly market had made a surge all the way up to about $145 on bellies. Bellies got overvalued, pure and simple, and we had a correction. That's what we're getting right now. Whether we can go to new highs, my long range for the summer is yes, you'll make new, you will trade higher than what we've already posted. All right. Thanks for joining us. Mark Schultz, North Star Commodities.